sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Here's the old line. This is going to be a tough play. going on Cubs fans I am Sean Sears and welcome to another episode of Locked On Cubs part of the Locked On Network your team every day on today's episode of Locked On Cubs we're talking about Adbert Elzele who sheds some light on the life of minor leaguers on the Cubs South Bend satellite squad uh pointing out some issues with his per diem Epstein apparently resolved that issue and clarified that some of the things Azale was saying in a tweet that he shared with social media um, wasn't entirely correct, but it sounds like they did fix the issue. We'll talk about that and more here in the first segment, as well as Epstein addressing Brian's concern about being traded in a pandemic, and he kind of addresses the Cubs' whole financial situation at the moment. Uh, We'll touch on that in the first segment, and then in the second segment, we'll talk about Javier Baez not being concerned about contract extensions, as well as the Cubs. Uh, Highlights from a few last few days from the inner squad, matchups they've had over the week so that more here on today's episode of lockdown cubs which is brought to you today by rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them lockdown sent you we are also partnered with cubs insider head to cubs insider to read all about the latest inner squad happenings as well as Albert almora apparently running into center field or hurting himself on a catch something along the lines of that running into the wall or Diving for a ball, hurting himself in a scrimmage. Very frustrating. Hopefully not a lingering issue. We'll talk about that in the second segment. Read about that and more at CubsInsider.com, official partnership. Excuse me, official partner of Lockdown Cubs. <laughs> you can get Lockdown Cubs in whatever Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, TuneIn app, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app you are using. Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play a podcast, Lockdown Cubs. Your phone is smart enough to do that. I only see it every podcast. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. So, Here in this first segment, as we talked about earlier this week, Chris Bryant talked about not wanting to be traded into pandemic as anyone I think would hope not to, but he was talking more about how his uh, life has changed a little bit in this pandemic while becoming a father, Um, his outlook on things and playing for the Cubs, I think in particular, maybe hasn't changed, but is more reinforced. I don't think he wants to go anywhere and he's hoping that the Cubs can work something out, but Epstein kind of talked about that saying, you know, while Obviously, they're going to consider the human element of the sport more so than they already do this year because of everything going on. At the same time, too, it is still a business, and there's going to be some unfortunate times where they do have to outright someone. They do have to cut someone. Someone might get traded. They're not going to necessarily be 
just putting someone in an awful situation, but at the same time, he couldn't commit to you know not trading someone like Chris Bryant. Uh, in a quote from The Athletic, he was saying, right now it's hard enough to predict what tomorrow or the next week will look like. It's a fool's errand, I think, to try and predict what next year will look like or the next five years. That's just the reality of the world we are in. But look, honestly, I appreciate Chris's comments. I know he loves being here. I know that we love having him as a part of the organization. We're at such a critical juncture that we sit here today on July 10th. The currency of the game truly is health and safety. And soon we'll incorporate wins and losses as a secondary consideration and a secondary form of currency. But dollars and cents, to delve too deep into that and discuss contractual situations, it gets to a point where I think you talk too much about it, it becomes inappropriate, given the reality of everything in the world and where our focus truly is right now. So what he's saying is obviously, you know, it, it's insensitive to, to try and talk about getting paid and extending all that stuff when you've got you know, COVID cases skyrocketing once again. I think we hit another high for the seventh time in 11 days on Friday. Um, it's just... Uh, <laughs> It's it, it makes sense. Obviously, you don't want to be talking about money when there's people losing their jobs. There's people dying from COVID. Like, obviously, you don't want to come across as insensitive to that situation. But it's also kind of a cop out in the sense that, like, yeah, the money's not going to be quite there. I think the Cubs just want to take a look at their their situation, see how this season goes and kind of go from there. But um, I know Epstein did sit down with with with. Bryant, when he arrived to spring training and reassured him, they feel like they, with David Ross as the manager, he's going to be able to get the most out of these players. And hopefully there isn't really a concern by the August 31st trade deadline that the Cubs need to move pieces to be successful in the future. But, you know, that was kind of the mantra the last couple of years, and that hasn't quite worked out. So we'll have to just kind of wait and see here. But it was interesting to see Epstein talk about this stuff. He was obviously very appreciative of, of, of Chris's comments. And obviously, they like Chris, too. They were really big on him and, and, and drafted him. Went almost, you know, complete zero dark 30 on everyone expecting, you know, people for him to take a, a pitcher in that draft and said go for Chris Bryant. So, like... Obviously, the Cubs appreciate Chris Bryant. All the guy's done is win an MVP, win the Rookie of the Year, right as the Cubs were starting to really kick this rebuild into overdrive and, and turn into competitors. was a huge part of, obviously, the Cubs winning the World Series and has been nothing but a great person on and off the field. So, you know, what more do you need to see to prove that this guy should stick around long term? I think the Cubs want to do it. It sounds like Bryant is more open to it than he has before, but... That, there's never been a situation where the Cubs were like, we don't want Chris Bryant, and Chris Bryant's ever been like, we don't, I don't want to play for the Cubs. That's never been the situation. It's the money. We'll have to see what happens. But obviously, the Cubs and the rest of baseball are, are not quite sure what the financial side's going to look like in the next few weeks, let alone the next couple of years. So it's understandable. We'll have to see. Speaking of financial concerns, Edward Elsley tweeted about the taxi squads and how that works, saying that in a tweet he put up yesterday, uh, how the taxi squad works, $18 per day, and you have to pay $8 in dues plus the tip because the clubby is a nice guy. They provide you two meals, apartment without a TV. You need to get your own TV, sheets for bed, pillows, bathroom stuff, cleaning stuff, kitchen supplies. Remember, you're literally making $10 a day. So if you don't have, like the meals you're getting, you have to have you you're getting you have ten dollars to get three meals or even less because you're giving your clubby tips. So you need to spend your savings until the season starts and you're risking getting sick. 
So uh, a little broken there. I think Ed Bredesley might have thrown this into Google Translate. I know he's a native Spanish speaker, but regardless, what he's saying is they're only making about $18 per day. He's been putting $8 towards dues and tipping the club guy because he's helpful and does whatever he needs around there, but they're only providing two meals a day, and they're not really giving the Cubs any type of infrastructure for a living, what have you, at least in terms of what Ed Bredesley was saying. Now, this was clarified by Theo Epstein, um, after reading through an article from Sahad of Sharma, um, and he was talking about this saying, uh, you know, obviously, like, the big thing Epstein said at the beginning of this was how he wants his players to to have an open dialogue, and he's not fooling everyone. He knows, as well as anyone, minor leaguers are not paid appropriately. They're, they're woefully underpaid to the point where, as uh, Sahad of Sharma puts out in this article, you know, it's the equivalent of of poverty wages like these guys don't make a lot of money and i know elzalay was one of the players i think that got an advance once the players and mlb uh came to an agreement on salary at least on their advanced salaries when the season was suspended and he got about thirty thousand dollars obviously a good chunk of money but he's a man that has a wife or a fiance i believe a kid on the way like he's a guy that's Paying bills. $30,000 is a good chunk of cash to get, but obviously not enough to sustain life. Like, that's still pretty short on money. But from what he was explaining, um, or Epstein was talking about, uh, he talked to Alzalay, who then deleted these tweets, following up with a simple, we worked it out, indicating that his previous concerns had been nailed. Uh, Epstein explained, I didn't want him to delete all that, and I do want our players to speak their mind. Sometimes there are other steps that can be taken first. I felt that he, I'm happy he felt comfortable enough to tweet that. Epstein called it a misunderstanding, and a source indicated that a club he had incorrectly sought club dues. Uh, according to Epstein, much of what Alzalay tweeted originally was incorrect, though. Uh, quoted saying the clubhouse dues are not taken out of pay clubhouse dues are not expected to be paid for the players right now he was often the amount of meals players are receiving at the alternative sites players are being provided with furnished apartment literally across the street right on the grounds of the ballpark itself at no cost during training camp so it sounds like there were amenities that Elsley just simply did not know were available to him but um that's kind of a concern itself now it did sound like there was a source that told Sahad of Sharma that the uh the staff at the South Bend were a little frustrated with Elzalay because had he brought these issues directly to them, they could have figured it out for him without him going to social media. But as Epstein talks about, too, it doesn't sound like they're really coming down on Elzalay saying, like, he knows millennials communicate through social media. They feel comfortable in that forum. And he wants this guy saying their feelings as opposed to trying to get them in, in this natural quote, shut up and dribble, or in this case, shut up and play baseball. That's not that's never been the message from this Cubs team. And Epstein was very eloquently putting this together, saying, like, Elzalay was a little misunderstood. He just needed to reach out for the resources we have. And Epstein was very uh, was, was very high praise for the staff down in South Bend, saying that they're doing a lot of work for these guys. But in a quote to uh in a quote from Epstein kind of talking about these obviously serious situations these minor league players are going through, you guys all know I feel how I feel and how we feel as an organization, Epstein said, which is that minor league players are dramatically underpaid for what they do. There's no way around that. The fact still remains that minor league players are underpaid and it's an ideal situation for them. Obviously, yeah, that's not good. But it's also key to understand too that minor league players aren't paid during spring training. Um, minor league players haven't been being paid right now. They don't start receiving their full salaries until the season starts on July 24th. So they, they truly are living off of these $50 a day wages. Now, $50 is a dramatic improvement from $18, but at the same time too, like 
it's still not with livable. It's still not an ideal situation. And for the Cubs to have to kind of be bending over backwards in a situation where, you know, it's already a risk to play baseball right now. It's just frustrating. Um, it is worth noting, though, the Cubs, along with like the Blue Jays or some of those teams that have really tried hard to, to push and, and pay minor leaguers more money. I know they increased wages up close to 50 to 60 percent from last year, along with the Blue Jays um, and a few other teams that follow suit with them. That's great to see, but it doesn't quite fix the issue. And obviously, with no minor league season right now, it's a big concern for a lot of these young guys. So. Uh, there, there's no clear answer to it because you, we're, we're seeing even the major league players aren't being paid appropriately throughout this whole process now. But, you know, the minor leaguers have just kind of gone by the wayside because the issues with MLB itself and the labor discussions have kind of dominated these these headlines. So it's, it's sad to see these minor leaguers have to try so hard um, and probably fill in for some players at some point this year who are going to get COVID and sick. And, you know, you, you hope that, comes back in a good way for them that they're rewarded for this and not so much just put this effort in and get sick and it's over with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing the only brands his warehouse happens to carry you have computers and access to autorock.com at home in your pocket Autorock.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to Autorock.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in an easy few clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to autorock.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so you know who sent you. It's us. <laughs> Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, here in the second segment, testing, according to David Ross, is getting better, but still not quite where he wants it to be. As the Cubs still waited on Tuesday, they pushed back, excuse me, Friday, they pushed back their, their scheduled practice and workouts to later in the day, waiting on delayed results for COVID-19 testing from Tuesday. Um, things are getting smoother, and Ross says he hopes that that's going to continue. Uh, but obviously... <laughs> That's a concern. Epstein did talk about how there were two fronts. There was one front office member that tested positive during the intake screenings, and that there were two staff members that tested positive to COVID during the intake process. But those are the only people, at least for the Cubs in the moment right now, that have tested positive for COVID. So there's still no players. The Cubs are still the only team in baseball that has yet to have a player test positive for Corona. I doubt that continues much longer, but obviously. That's a good sign. Um, you know, ideally you want the number to be zero for the, the league itself. That hasn't quite been there yet. They're working closer towards that and testing is getting better. But, um, you know, the 98.5, the 99.2% of people testing positive doesn't really mean anything because anyone testing positive is a concern. And that's that's the way it should be approached. And it sounds like that's the way the Cubs have this going through. And it sounds like that's the way baseball wants to operate. But we will have to see. We're seeing stuff from the NBA now as players are starting to show up in Orlando for the bubble. Um, 
kind of have to see how that goes. I'm, I'm nervous. I, I think regardless of what's going to happen, unless people start getting outright just absolutely sick left and right from these leagues, there's too much money for these these ownership groups and these teams to not try and push towards the season. So I think even though we're, we're seeing all this happen, I really think we're going to see baseball. We're going to see basketball. We'll probably see hockey. And I just hope it doesn't blow up in everyone's faces. But it's <laughs> it's definitely concerning. One thing they're not concerned about, though, at least Javi, is in his contract extensions. He was talking about that earlier this week, telling Patrick Mooney and I think Chris Emma from 670 The Score that he's he's not concerned. Um, he knows that extension talks will come up, but right now he's focused on playing and staying healthy, and contract talks will come after that, which, yeah, it's very similarly what we heard with Chris Bryant. It sounds like, though, the, the weird thing, at least with Javi's situation, is we heard definitively from uh, Gordon Whitmire when he was still with the Sun-Times that the Cubs had approached Baez. We're engaging him in conversations. Baez has acknowledged that the the dialogue has been open for the most part between the Cubs and them. Um, it doesn't sound like much traction has happened, but the Cubs are, are very much approaching Javi and trying to put together an extension. It sounded like back in November. That hasn't quite happened yet. We heard maybe during the uh, the winter the winter meetings that the Cubs might do this with Chris Bryant's grievance. It kind of threw off everything. God, that feels like it was so long ago, right? <laughs> um crazy to think that was only a few months ago we were talking about that but uh obviously the cubs didn't make any moves this offseason they didn't extend javi and with everything going on with covid that's probably not going to be anything happening too soon according to a source i was talking to it sounds like extension talks all together for the cubs are just not a realistic conversation they're gonna have um it makes sense they weren't really having the conversations prior to covid so i don't know what would entice them to do it now um they're gonna have to get a better understanding of their financial situation and take a look at what this team is and decide if a 60 game season if the cubs like win 40 games or whatever win this division outright and and do well and even if they win a championship you have to still look at this roster and decide is this a team we want to keep together for a few more years is this still you know even if they do crush it in the 60 game season it's still like less than half a season it's hard to say this is the team you know you look at the nationals two entirely different like teams in like basically two half seasons and they win the world series. So, I mean, it's hard to gauge anything from that. So the Cubs are going to kind of slow play this whole thing, but it doesn't sound like extension talks are happening anytime soon, which I don't think anyone's too surprised by. Um, it is worth knowing uh, the Cubs posted a picture of Javi Baez this morning of him diving out for a ball uh, and allowed people basically Ask people to Photoshop him into stuff. Uh, obvious t-shirts Photoshop the best Javi picture ever of a scene from The Office where Kevin is about to spill the chili all over the floor. If you aren't familiar with The Office, just literally Google Kevin Chili and you'll find it. Um, but as he's about to spill the chili and they've Photoshopped Javi Baez, who's like full extension trying to get a ball. And it looks like he's <laughs> trying to save Kevin from spilling the chili all over the office floor, <laughs> which was Chef's kiss, perfect. Uh, <laughs> in terms of inter-squad games, uh, Anthony Rizzo's been dealing with back stiffness still. He sat in the bleachers Thursday night and uh, was all over social media because it's just <laughs> funny to see Anthony Rizzo sit in the bleachers. I know uh, the Cubs shared a picture of him on Instagram saying, Anthony Rizzo, big Cubs fan. <laughs> 
it was just awesome. He's out there with his bat, his hat backwards. He's waving to Jason Hayward and stuff. It was pretty funny. So, and then Al Mora during his scrimmage, as I talked about at the beginning of the show, it sounds like he got hurt running either into center field or making a play in the outfield. He got himself hurt, left the game for a little bit, came back. It sounds like he maybe has a bruised rib, but still was able to poke a single through for an RBI. Okay. I don't know if that means anything, but I mean, obviously he wasn't super hurt. Um, Weird thing with ribs, though, is that's a lingering issue or lingering injury because obviously there's nothing you can really like wrap or heal or do anything with your ribs. It's tough to put ice on them. It doesn't really fix anything. Bruised ribs can just be kind of a sore thing, especially when you're talking about twisting and turning your abdomen to swing a bat. So hopefully he's okay. He came back and seemed fine, but there wasn't any initial injury report from there. And then finally, last little tidbit here, Russ Dorsey, who, uh, congratulations to Russ, by the way, for landing the Sun-Times job. That guy, Russell Dorsey, he's been on the podcast a few times. He just recently got, he was writing for MLB.com, kind of covering the Cubs, Brewers, and White Sox, kind of running around there. He's officially on the Cubs beat now as a Sun-Times writer. Uh, can't give enough shout out to Russ, who is an awesome writer, a great person, and a guy who's really dedicated himself to baseball reporting uh, to the point where he's even taught himself Spanish. Uh, I think he's technically younger than me, but Russ is an idol <laughs> to me right now. He is crushing it, and he's doing a great job of, even prior to getting the Sun-Times beat, just doing a good job of taking information that you don't see other repeated reporters putting out there and, and, and showing it to us and saying why it's important. And that's that's huge. The beat is awesome. We need young guys on this beat, though. Uh, a good combination of the young and old is great. And Russ being in the picture with like guys like Tony and Drackey and Jared Willis, who's on that beat from time to time too, is, is a huge plus. We need, we need all voices covered for the Cubs. It's nice to see that happening. But regardless, he grabbed a quote from Anthony Iposi, who had this really awesome approach to, to players, especially during COVID, but just in general, um, saying he doesn't use the term slumping. Um, he wants these guys to, you know, focus on what they can do to contribute that day. Even if they are having some rough at bats, what can they do to help this team, especially in a 60 game season? That mindset is awesome. So I'm not going to read the whole quote here because it's it's obviously a lot, but he talks about that's one word we don't use in referring to slump. If you could get a guy out of a slump, whatever you wanted, he'd never go into a slump, right? It's like impossible. So you just have to really, really focus on the team game. You bring the team aspect, like how can you help the team better in these days? In these next 60 games, and basically that's how you do it during the season when a guy is not feeling good, right? He feels like he's letting himself down. He's letting the team down, which emotions play into the breakdown, the mechanics and the swing, right? You could pinpoint his elbow, his hip, but his emotions break down a swing. And until you dig deeper, what he might be feeling, it's hard to kind of figure out what those issues are. So he's saying, you know, guys are probably going to talk less about the swings and the mechanics of a swing and more so like, how are you doing? What's going on? Encourage the positives, even if a guy's struggling to get hit, if he hits a ball hard, you know, hey, you really hit that one. You nailed that one, laid off a specific pitch. These positive and small, subtle reinforcements, as Rossi says, help the manager. So Ross appreciates what Iposi's doing here. And that's obviously, I think that's the right way to do it. You can't get caught up in these, you know, mechanical issues unless it's like someone like Chatwood who's just falling apart on the mound or something like that. Specifically, then yeah, you need to work on those things. But like when it talk about like a hitch and a swing or maybe you dipped your shoulder a little bit, it's not so much about that. You want to talk to that person and figure out, hey, what's what's going on with you before you start picking apart the little details of, of something like that. You want to talk to that person and encourage that person because this is going to be a mentally draining season. Like it already is like it's, it's going to get old after a while, the testing and playing games and whatnot and being at Wrigley, being stuck at Wrigley away from Wrigley, being stuck in hotels. Like 
it's gonna suck. Like, there's there's no way around it. This is not going to be a super exciting season. So Ross talked about it a bunch a couple days ago, saying he wants to make this fun. I think Iaposi having this mindset of positive reinforcement and encouraging along the way, just keeping that positive nature, it, it's the best way to go about this. So that will do it here for today's episode of Locked On Cubs. Remember to get this show every day. You need to subscribe to Locked On Cubs or whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Google, Apple, TuneIn app, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review, tell us what you think of this podcast. We'd love to hear it. Make sure you check out the latest episode of Locked On MLB hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB after this episode of Locked On Cubs. And then follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. Thanks for tuning into your guys' Daily Cubs podcast. I'm sorry I'm posting this one on Saturday, but with the later start in this inner squad game and then with uh, Almora getting hurt, I think I'd just release it Saturday and encompass all that because it's pretty important. But we'll have a podcast for you Monday morning. But you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, go Cubs. <laughs>